This is the Pennyworth Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're back talking about Pennyworth Season 3, Episode 5, Rhyme and Reason. Dad said you were acting weird, and he was right. Weird? Dad said I was acting weird? Something like that. You know I don't listen very closely to him. Son of a bitch. Why? Did he do something wrong? What? Did he not give you enough hugs? You've always been so sensitive when it comes to that. Okay, drop it, Pat. Well, at least he made the effort flying over here to see you. He barely acknowledges that I'm alive. You want to know what happened? What he did? I'll tell you. Thomas. He gave me an experimental mind control drug that he developed with the CIA so that I would kill Martha in order to save his skin. Whoa. Okay, that's not cool. <laughs> so please, don't mention him again. You don't have to be so melodramatic. He tried to make me kill my own wife. But you didn't, did you? She's sitting right there. All's well that ends well, right? Guess she has a point. Welcome back, fellow governors, to our Pennyworth podcast here. We're talking about Pennyworth Season 3, Episode 5, Rhyme and Reason. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow governors, fellow Gothamites. I am one of your other hosts, John. I love rum and raisin. I absolutely knew you were going to call it rum and raisin (laughs) once again. Mm. (laughs) It does sound like it, doesn't it? It does a bit. But there is no rhyme. It's a well-known saying, rhyme and reason. It is. Which is where rum and raisin came from. Exactly, exactly. No rhyme or reason to uh, that particular (laughs) joke again. (laughs) I actually detest rum and raisin. Mm, I thought you did. (laughs) Worst ice cream It's pretty terrible, yes. Uh, But welcome back to our fellow governors. We are halfway through season three of uh, of Pennyworth because they released those first three episodes in one day. Um, So really interestingly, we're at this kind of um, point where we're possibly making a visit to Gotham. Yes. Which is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very interesting, to be honest. Back to Um, where it all started for us on TV Podcast Industries and Gotham TV Podcast. Definitely. Um, seeing Thomas Wayne there, getting on his private jet with the, the Wayne symbol there. So Absolutely. very interesting. Yeah, it was, because when you think back to the New York Comic Con interviews with Bruno Heller, where they talked about this new tagline that's on Pennyworth for this season, partly that's to do with it makes it easier to find in the HBO app when they t- when people type in Batman, okay, you'll sense. be able to see uh, Pennyworth, the tale of Batman's butler, I think it's is the subtitle. But it's also that they fa- found that there were a lot of people that didn't know that Pennyworth had any connection at all to the Batverse because they felt they were uh, hiding too many Easter eggs in the show. So in here, having the Wayne Enterprises symbol and making a trip to Gotham uh, is a bit more yes, connection. It's, it's a uh, little <laughs> bit um, sort of on the nose, yes. I, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you, fellow governors, um, as always, for subscribing. Uh, I hope you have subscribed. If you haven't, you can head on over to tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe on any straight-laced or groovy podcast catcher of your choice to the Pennyworth podcast or mm-hmm. TV podcast industries more generally. Absolutely. As yeah. well, you are very welcome to send in your thoughts about Pennyworth Season 3, all episodes, to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com, where we will discuss them in our feedback section, also known as our Royal Mail um, just to tie it into the 
The wet, windy London. Exactly, exactly. Yes, we are recording these episodes a little bit in advance of the release on HBO Max. Um, so we will talk about your thoughts about this episode on a future episode uh, whenever you get your thoughts into us. But we do have some feedback in uh, for last week's episode when we get to that section later on. Excellent stuff. Let us get into our spoiler-filled discussion. Derek, what are some of the production details of Rum and Raisin. Well, <laughs> this episode is actually called Rhyme and Reason, <laughs> and it is written by Robert Hull, uh, who wrote episode three of Pennyworth, the last one uh, that we talked about. And he also wrote seven episodes of Gotham, including oh, one, of, one of our favorites, Heavy Dirty Soul, uh, in season six, season five, season five. Um, so some strong connections there uh, to Bruno Heller and, uh, and Danny Cannon, the creators of Gotham. Excellent stuff. Mm. And the episode was directed by Jill Robertson. This is the first of her two episodes of Pennyworth, and she directs the next episode as well, episode six. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have a returnee from the Helloverse, I guess, uh, in Robert Hull, and we have a a newbie in Jill Robertson um, coming in with the direction. Excellent stuff. Exactly, exactly. And again, doing those uh, those bulk back-to-back episodes uh, that they tend to do on these these wonderful streaming shows. But John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Pennyworth Season 3, Episode 5, Rhyme and Reason? Sure. One month after Martha awakes from Thomas's attack, there is still distrust between them. But their arguments will have to wait as Patricia Wayne returns... The art-loving socialite is in London for the new exhibition of Francis Fuchs. After discussing his understandably tense relationship with their father Patrick, Thomas Wayne returns to Gotham to confront him. Meanwhile, Dave Boy is also dragged along to the exhibition with his girlfriend Sally. As he is unimpressed by the supposed art on display, Sally convinces Dave Boy to try out Francis Fuchs' new designer drug, the drug, which has been created from the mind-altering Project Lullaby drug by Dr. Glub, sets him off so much Dave Boy can't even focus on Alfie Pennyworth's new job, which is that Prime Minister Aziz has tasked Alfie with protecting an independence advocate, Miss Kin, who is being targeted by the president of her home country, Kalpur. As Alfie gets closer to Miss Kin, he realises that he was the one who kidnapped her father when he was a British soldier ten years ago. Elsewhere, Bet Sykes, with baby Julia in tow, reconnects with former Raven leader Dr Francis Gaunt. After some tenacious persuasion, Bet gets the location of her real target, John Salt. But when she catches up with him, the evil mastermind has transformed himself into something unrecognisable. Yes, he has. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> but slightly. Dare I say it's more teeth than person. <laughs> true, true, but slightly recognisable, if you remember Mr. Pennyworth <laughs> and how he finished off yes. uh, after he came back from the dead. Sorry, more uh, robot and yes, teeth uh, yes. than person, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was the, um, I, I guess, unintentional, comical sort of happening from mm-hmm. large uh, acting dentures that need to be put in. Yes, um, yes. So de- well done for him to sort of maintain that to a minimum, but it it felt like the robot had a lisp. You know, noticed, we noticed say. very quickly that John Salt sounded quite different than he did yes. last time we heard him. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. Good stuff. Well, we're going to talk about our top moments uh, from the episode. We certainly are. Let's start off with Alfie and the insurrectionist, Miss Kin. Yeah, like. It's interesting, really. 
I mean, just generally on this episode, mm. I just didn't know kind of where it was going with this new introduction of Miss Kin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd heard about the Commonwealth Summit happening, but then for it to be around this independence of Calper mm. and Miss Kin's father having passed away, the president... Um, in league with her head of security, ultimately trying to assassinate her. Mm-hmm. Alfie seemingly uh, making his way around important international figures um, it through their bedsheets. Yep. Uh, you know, that's our Alfie. It was kind of, I just didn't quite know where this was coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess it's more to do with the overarching story arc. And I mean, there are 10 episodes here. Mm-hmm. So we've still got a way to go. But I mean, we are coming, you know, it is effectively the halfway point. Yeah. And I just feel that a lot of this stuff is just kind of like, just, it's there. It fills the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it, really fully is engaged with the storyline or whether it's just something to propel someone somewhere like Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not too sure. And so it it just felt kind of a bit tacked on, really. But I like the actual story, mm-hmm. you know, just pure, purely linking it back to Alfie's time as a soldier, yep. hit that sudden realisation of um, his involvement, wondering what the Prime Minister Aziz is kind of up to here. Yeah. You know, is he a friend or foe in this matter? It's not entirely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're kind of wondering whether to really sink your teeth into these, sto- into these additional storylines. Mm-hmm. Because in a sense, they almost don't persist. And you're wondering whether to invest in Miss Kin, who I really liked as the character. Um, I really enjoyed her interaction with with Alfie. Um, Certainly, uh, Alfie is, yeah, as I say, he's uh, racking up, I guess, some wins for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, um, you know, that there is this tension then that comes uh, between them through this flashback of Alfie effectively kidnapping the dissident leader in Morocco with Dave Boy, yeah. uh, which was Miss Kin's um, father. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a bit more at play here. But similarly, I thought that with the CIA one, and it was kind of like... it. It's almost like a contained story. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're just ultimately doing stories by thirds here. You know, the first third with the CIA to get them into this position. Mm-hmm. And that then it will be Miss Kim. But ultimately, it's about John Salt, potentially. Maybe. You know, I yeah. don't know as yeah. of yet. I know what you mean, but I don't really see how it connects into John Salt at all. There's no real connection there. And, and, and we can see the kind of duplicitousness of Aziz. You still never know with this character whether he's trustworthy or not. He works for the government. The connection here with Alfie and Dave Boy were the ones that were involved in the kidnap of her father. But that was under a different government, presumably 10 years ago, because Aziz was the chief inspector. He wasn't even prime yeah. minister at the time. So there I is. Would, I would also say Aziz is the government. He's the prime minister. He is. He is. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do think Aziz is, on balance, friend rather than foe, but he doesn't make life easy for Alfie. No, he does Because doesn't. he also has to 
uphold the rule of law as much as possible, even though he will bend it like we saw in the last episode. Yeah, I did like that chat between Alfie and uh, and Aziz, where Alfie's kind of going, um, thanks for not arresting me for breaking into the Tower of London. Not that I did that. Some people are saying I did I did it, but I clearly didn't <laughs> yeah, do exactly. it. There's no way. And, and Aziz said to him, well, I'll use you before you end off in the, in the clink again, basically. So <laughs> so I like that kind of uh, relationship between the two of them. Um, but I do like these stories. I suppose for me, the way I'm seeing it is overall as a show itself for Pennyworth, these are the adventures of Alfred Pennyworth yeah. before he gets stuck in the position of being housekeeper to the Waynes in the future you know these are the kind of things that he was going through in the past so sometimes they feel like these really siloed stories you know it, it's almost given as a reason for having this month time jump between the last episode and this episode is because Alfie hasn't had really many jobs um he's saying that time has been very has been going very slowly for him uh, for the last month when he's talking to his mom he hasn't really had many jobs on you're kind of wondering oh is that the reason for the time jump because there was no Alfie and the boys' adventure yeah, in the last no, month, yeah, exactly. you know, uh, which I just thought was an interesting way to deal with it. So I wonder if that's really the focus of the season. In the last couple of seasons, the way we've been splitting out our points has been a point about Alfie and the boys and the job they have for this episode, a point about the Raven League, which no longer exists, or the English League, uh, which no longer exists. That's why we've switched it up this season. Yeah. But it's still almost keeping that format. You're still having is, yeah. the, the job for the boys of the week, you know, uh, plus the English League, which would be now... Um, Thomas and Martha is replacing that, and then the Raven League is now being replaced by Beth Sykes Adventures. So, um, so they do have a structure for their episodes, but they do feel quite disconnected at times. But they are they are pulling them in a little bit. I did like um, the attack that happened on Miss yeah. Kin um, when Alfie's following in the car behind with Dave Boy, and the uh, the lollipop man walks across the road the, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, to stop her, and then it turns out that one of the school kids that cross is crossing the road, and the lollipop man both have guns and are attacking <laughs> yeah. the car. I thought that was a really fun uh, attack that happened. I, did, I also liked um, when uh, Aziz is giving the job to to Alfred. You know, initially it's just security, and then it's like, well, foreign diplomats are extra, and mm-hmm. then it's kind of a bit more following and spying. That's a bit more extra as of well. I, I really liked all that sort of, It'll be a bit more for that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like that. No, absolutely. I loved um, going to the, the Queen Anne's Revenge as mm-hmm. well and seeing the betrayal from her, you know, thinking it's a safe house, but there was the betrayal of her uh, head of security and yeah. um, paid for by the official government and him hogtied uh, dead and, and put in front of the president's hotel door. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of like that. And I think... That that whole trajectory of this arc was really good. You know, Alfred effectively helping the underdog here mm-hmm. in Miss Kin, who is, you know, a pro pro democracy um leader which is considered to be a dissident. You know, it had kind of the tune of Myanmar in, in that sense, in terms of military junta, but with a pro democracy movement. Mm-hmm. So I liked seeing Alfred do all that and then what was really good with this story was just the rug being pulled because of Alfred's involvement with her father who started up this opposition movement to the, the president Freedom of, Party, yes. of Calper and hmm. um, uh, in the fact that he actually kidnapped him. So yeah. I, I thought that was really good. 
just jumping in here to say that uh, when we originally recorded, uh, we got the name of the city that uh, Miss Kin is from uh, wrong. Uh, she's from Kanpur, not Kalpur. Kanpur is a city in India. Um, so it's quite a big uh, point as to where she's from because it would have been a very strategic city for the British when they uh, were in control of India um, until indeed gained its independence in 1947 so there is a point there about about where she's from that we missed because we uh, didn't have our subtitles uh, for the screeners that we had for the episode so we couldn't uh, pick out the name of the city but we could have done a quick google which we didn't do <laughs> but thought i'd drop it in here uh, before we released the podcast uh, anything else on alfie and miss kin john uh, i the, the main thing was i really enjoyed the conversation between alfie and miss kin back in a hotel room as mm-hmm. the playing cards and having a drink oh yeah uh, just you know, everyone has a price, mm-hmm. uh, and I, Alfie's saying, "Well, mine seemingly is over a million because yeah. I broke him out of the Tower of London, but then I didn't deliver him to the plane to escape uh, and go overseas." Mm-hmm. So, because his it's honor obviously is not for sale, yeah. his price is more than one million yes. as it currently stands. So, I like that idea of his price racking up over. Uh, over time because his honour uh, and his sense of justice is getting in the way. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, his honour is not for sale, though. That's uh, yes. really important about Alfie. Everything's for sale. He's able to do any job that you want him to do, but not not um, go against his honour, which is probably why this whole thing is causing a big issue with him when he remembers he's the one that kidnapped uh, Miss Kin's father uh, in the past, and that's why she's here in, in England. So, yes. uh, so that's why he's having a bit of a, a problem with his honour at this stage. Yeah. Uh, one tiny thing I just wanted to f- mention, because I did find it weird, you mentioned about the Commonwealth Summit coming up. Yeah. That felt like it was coming up last episode, that the people were arriving for this Commonwealth Summit. Now we've got a month uh, time jump, and we have Aziz talking about the fact that the actual summit will take place in about four or five weeks' time. So it's a lot more overarching than I thought it was going to be, a much yeah, bigger story definitely. than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was something that was imminent last episode and happening in the background, and now it seems like it's being pushed out into the future as if it's going to be something very big uh, towards the end of the season. So just keep an eye on the Commonwealth arrival of very big diplomats from other countries yeah. in the Commonwealth. And, yeah. and that that's what I mean. I think it's kind of... Um, you're just wondering... I didn't place any importance on the summit mm-hmm. other than it might have some tangential thing. And then all of a sudden this episode, it is very much front and center mm-hmm. around Mrs. Miss Kin and her struggle. Yeah. And I think it's just because it's popping in episode five and it's, you know, I'm not saying s- stories and, and seasons can't sort of, take a sharp left or zig or zag you know through uh-huh. um a particular route of a story arc but as i say and i was also looking at the cia as being a big yeah. thing here and i guess it's still there in the form of the lullaby drug yeah Absolutely, and, and I think that's that's something to remember. I, I know nobody's making a big deal about the subtitle for the season um, it being being changed with the addition of that Batman part to uh, Pennyworth. As I say, that's probably due to searchability. The real tagline for the season is sex, drugs, and mind control. So uh, that is the overarching bit for the season. Uh, when you have lots of world leaders possibly uh, coming over to a summit, having a mind control drug uh, in the country is probably not yeah. a good thing. Well, I'm uh, suspecting that is where it's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go on to uh, that other side of it, the the mind control part of it, because there is a new visitor in town. The return of another Wayne family member. Uh, Patricia Wayne has returned uh, to visit her brother. And stay with them 
just at a moment when himself and Martha are having some serious problems in their marriage. Um, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, like the episode opens with um, Thomas having a, this dream with the music uh, going on in the background. He takes his gun out and, and goes outside to, uh, and has all those memories of the attack that he yeah. did on Martha. And then Martha finds him in the sitting room with a gun um, and is telling him she doesn't trust him anymore. And it's not just because the fact that he attacked her and, and she knows that he was under mind control for that. It's also because he trusted his father above Martha. Yeah. And they have all these lies that they've uncovered about each other and they don't trust each other. Thomas still blaming Martha for not telling him about the job and how dangerous it was. Absolutely. And he's walking around the house with a gun. Mm-hmm. And no one quite knows whether this lullaby potion will be set off again. Exactly. And yet he has a gun. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, their marriage is absolutely in difficulty mm-hmm. uh, here in terms of the trust issues, like you say. But I, I think it was really good. I loved how Martha shut Thomas down when he brought up the, you know, in a sense, the very small um, lie about her role within the Aziz government mm-hmm. and, and really just saying like get a grip um you're not holding that over me absolutely given you stabbed me yeah again she knows it's not him that had control then but mm-hmm. nonetheless she is nervous around Thomas mm-hmm. uh, and their marriage is in difficulty and Patricia Wayne arriving here for the Francis Fuchs new exhibition it is really tapped in to the that there's something wrong here yeah. with Martha and, and Thomas. You know, yeah. asks for the you know the lowdown. What is going on? I thought she was really really good here. Um, Patricia Wayne. I love. It's like yeah. even just when she you know finally realizes that as she's catching up with um, Thomas and Martha that Thomas is now uh, a doctor. She says. You're actually a doctor, like a real doctor. Can you prescribe some drugs? Mm-hmm. You know, getting into the the whole um, art world, I guess. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, some some really fun conversations. She's a great sounding board. This character for uh, for Thomas, uh, he gets to kind of unload everything that's happened uh, with uh, Patrick with uh, with his father while he was there. Um, I really enjoyed his lay, his lay down of exactly what happened. You know, my father drugged me and tried to get me to kill my wife. And Patricia's response to it is all's well that ends well because Martha's still alive, so no harm done, right? <laughs> like, but <laughs> yeah, you don't exactly. get this. My father drugged me <laughs> and, and set me to kill my wife. Um, I love Patricia there. The- Patrick Wayne had come over to visit Thomas, mm. and sh- she's just like, "Well, he obviously loves you more than me because he's never done that. Exactly, taking time out to visit to visit me. So yeah. even though it was for ulterior motives, but like it was just yeah, she w- it was really good. It it felt like she was shining a perspective, um, you know, the light of perspective mm-hmm. onto Thomas, who's kind of become so self absorbed. Yeah. Um, rightly so though I'd say. no I, I get that but what I mean is he's 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 self-absorbed he's just looking narrowly inwardly and mm-hmm. Patricia comes in with just that different perspective about the same man about the same family yeah. the same relationship or you know sibling relationship yeah. and has this 
fresh perspective on the couple in Thomas and Martha sat in front of her. Yeah. So, you know, it's just that freshness and just the delivery of this was so good. Absolutely. But it's also forms quite a big bit of Patricia's character. You know, yeah. remember last time we met her, um, she was kidnapped for three yes. days, um, you know, <laughs> and here she is coming back to the same place that happened to her for a, a, an art exhibition. You know, it's uh, it, it just shows the kind of character that she is, that she's just put all that aside, even when she's talking about Patrick's um visit to the uk uh, to, to visit thomas she's kind of going i didn't really pay much attention you know me i lose focus very easily he said he came over to visit you and and uh, my niece uh, that was about it <laughs> you know no details about it completely ignored it so uh, i really liked that but it does sort of connect us in to the continuing story of the um of the designer drugs that are going on now in in here to your point when you made it earlier on about these stories not connecting very well together I did feel it was weird that we had the kind of dropped line that Patricia's here to go to this exhibition and there wasn't a big moment at the exhibition where she bumped into Dave Boy or yeah. or where it was really, really clear that she was there at the exhibition that, that same night. Um, I thought that was odd. Why would you not? Why would you mention that she's flown into the country for this and not have her bump into Sally and Dave Boy and... The, all three of them do drugs together or something like that. Yeah, exactly. The, they're probably keeping it for a later episode, but it just felt weird not to combine those two storylines. Why wouldn't you have the three of them in the same location? Yeah, no, you know? it, w- it was interesting. I mean, I mean, talking about the new art exhibition by Francis Fuchs, mm-hmm. I love Dave Boy again here where he's like, where's the art? As it's just blank mm-hmm. picture frames. And then it's a, a, it's a, dynamic real time uh, mm. piece of artwork as they as all the assembled guests have paint thrown over them and all you really hear then from Dave Boy is nothing about the splashes of paint that are over these blank canvases mm-hmm. uh, but more that the the paint has ruined his quite expensive suit absolutely um but this then leads to Sally effectively saying well look let's add this drug to the the bubbly Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, weirdly, this is the follow on from the end of last week's episode. So what we found out last week's episode is someone wearing a V for Vendetta yes. mask met up with Dr. Club, bought the rights to uh, use this drug. And we find out here that it's Francis Fuchs. Yes. At least that's what it seems to be. He's the one still wearing that He's V mask. He's using it and, anyway. Whether uh, he has a, a patron higher above mm-hmm. doing this work, who knows? But his plan itself, he doesn't give much information about it, but he does talk about the whole world being a blank canvas, yes. the people that use these drugs, but he's only using it on a very small group of trusted friends. And he's seeing this blank slate that's being created by the drug. Um, which in the past had been used to cr- turn them into murderers. He's thinking of that as almost like a blank canvas and almost like freedom for the people themselves, but, true but freedom. It, but it's also, it it's the impending chaos that comes from it. So Dr. Globe is, is almost saying this isn't how it's supposed to be used. Exactly. That there is some kind of control or structure or yeah. that a goal is associated with the administration of the lullaby drug. There mm-hmm. needs to be a focus to it. Otherwise, it's just chaos. But yeah. that is what Francis Fuchs wants. And we do see a little bit of it with Dave Boy. Uh, when <laughs> I Alfie really like those visitor. visuals, actually. That was hilarious. Uh, when we have uh, we have Alfie turning up in top hat and tails with a uh, with a kaleidoscope sky behind yeah, exactly. when he's talking to, uh, to Dave Boy. 
but we don't we don't get any kind of gobble gobble kind of thing with uh, with um with Alfie. We do hear him saying what he's talking about. Do you remember that time when we kidnapped that uh, diplomat ten years ago, and Dave Boy's just staring at him, going, "What the heck's going on?" He's yeah, completely exactly. lost connection with the world here. He is tripping balls, as they say. He certainly is. He certainly is. Um, yeah, completely disconnected uh, from uh, from Alfie. I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued by their relationship now going on. They've been together now over a month. Uh, himself and Sally. Yeah, yeah. And I love that moment in the car where he's been given the art book to read, and uh, he's saying, "I don't." understand a word of it and Alfie's going are you enjoying it and he goes not at all he's saying why are you reading it because I think she's going to test me on it <laughs> yeah, at some exactly. point uh, I kind of like that relationship again you know we haven't seen that much with this these uh, other characters in the show like Dave Boy we didn't see any kind of relationships with any of the characters in the first couple of seasons we basically just saw Alfie bed anybody that uh, that he ran into uh, like he does again here with Miss Kin this episode of course but uh, it's nice to have these kind of romantic relationships going on around yeah. uh, as well just quickly mention uh, we have got uh, Mrs. P uh, going out on another date uh, in this episode. Yes, we do. She's uh, connected back up with poor Roger, who was sent running uh, last episode uh, when he saw all the guns being <laughs> being taken out. I love that line from Alfie about him saying, um, well, last time I met him, I didn't think he had much of a constitution <laughs> <laughs> since he ran out of the house. Uh, it was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, a little dance in the park for yeah. Mrs. P, a nice little romantic. Yeah, it was a nice little venue. It was beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, it was yeah, a beautiful yeah. location. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but shall we get on to the return of Bet oh, Sykes, who yes. finally mm-hmm. reaches the former leader, John Salt, via the former deputy leader, who then became a leader yes. of the Raven Union, Francis Gaunt. Yes. I was really pleased that Francis Gaunt was in this, actually. I really Absolutely. liked her character from the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of liked the fact that, in a sense, these two despite maybe being on opposing sides, mm-hmm. uh, certainly by the end of season two, um, Frances Gaunt appreciated Bet Sykes. Mm-hmm. I love the fact she that... She saved her life. She Well, yeah. exactly. She saved her life. But I, I like that she in in this moment, she, you know, she knows where John Salter is, but mm-hmm. won't tell Bet because she should just leave this alone and not be involved with this this man anymore because yeah. he's he's crazy but over the cup of tea that um it ultimately she will if she gives up julia the baby that's on this this journey yeah and i like how bet sykes really true to herself well this is me yeah you know i will bring julia mm-hmm. um i might be crazy but yeah. i will protect her and i will do my best uh, but i need to do this Absolutely. and ultimately francis gaunt sees sort of the sincerity of Bet Sykes here, mm. but or maybe more importantly, remembers the sincerity of yeah. her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, effectively uh Francis Gaunt is saying there's two options here. Um and she doesn't want either of them. One is that Bet goes and tears through every other member of the Raven Society to get to John Salt, killing everybody in her wake, leaving a bloodbath behind her. And she'll be carrying Julia throughout that whole thing. So Francis Gaunt's going, right, let me take care of the kid. I'll take care of her. You have, you don't have to have yeah. anything to do with her. But Beth's saying, well, I love Julia, so I'm not going to leave her behind with you. She's fallen in love with this kid now. And then the other side of this, the other option, is if she sends Beth Sykes up against John Salt, Beth Sykes could die. And absolutely love this description from Miss Gaunt, where she says, I've realized in a dispassionate Christian way that I do, I guess I kind of love you, <laughs> which I absolutely love from yeah. Francis Scott. So she's effectively saying, right, 
it's either going to be a bloodbath where possibly something bad could happen to this innocent child, or I just send Beth towards John, John Salt and maybe uh, Beth dies. But that's the, be- that's the best possible outcome here because there's yeah. no way I'm getting out of this without uh, Beth going through on some kind of bloodbath, effectively. So I did really like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I thought it was a really good... Um, set of scenes with mm-hmm. with these two. I'm really pleased that Bet Sykes uh, is back in the episode oh, now. Great. After well, certainly myself missing her in, in the last couple of episodes. Um, but we see her catch up with uh, John Salt. Yes, we do. Uh, she she shoots him. I thought it was just a little bit too easy when he was walking down yeah, the street. Yeah, exactly. And she catches up with him in that hole. And that, but he does do the great thing of just sitting back up again, mm-hmm. all alive. Um, and as I say, more robots and teeth than um, than human. Yes, absolutely. And the two henchmen uh, behind her grab Beth Sykes as well. So yes, it is a great moment when they finally meet up there and they, they and Beth finally catches up to her target. But um, yeah, it looks like uh, she can't kill him uh, that easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Really good. A nice little tense ending because, yeah, I really am looking forward to seeing Beth and John Salt together mm-hmm. uh, in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See what comes of that for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a big point that needs to be tied up after last season we have john salt who got away uh the big bad of the season and um, so now we have bet sykes uh tracking yeah, them down so, and they're finally face to face and it doesn't look good for bet sykes really no, here exactly uh, let's see what happens on next week's episode uh, any other notes any other thoughts about the episode that you want to want to uh, discuss here no i don't think i have any further notes on the episode only note I have, and we've already kind of mentioned it, is that I'm a little disappointed with the reveal of where that V mask uh, is is um, currently situated. The the V Vendetta mask. Um, oh, with Francis. Yeah, I just thought that was a massive cliffhanger last episode, and to see that it's Francis Fuchs, the That's kind of disconnected um, artist who's wearing that mask to just conceal his ident- identity. That there's nothing more to it than that. I just was quite surprised that there wasn't a bigger moment yeah, yeah. because this is a DC Comics character, as we mentioned last season. I think it's a big moment. I think everybody that watched the episode last uh, last week, there's been lots of comments online going, wow, they've introduced a massive DC character. And then to find it revealed that it's uh, Francis Fuchs, who just has a plan to give everybody freedom with the drugs, um, was quite a surprise. So maybe that mask will move on to a more deserving person in a future episode. Maybe, Maybe that's that's the way I'm yeah, thinking of it. Possibly. <laughs> someone, someone that might use to lead a revolution uh, when the Commonwealth arrive. There you yes. go. That's my thoughts. Uh, John, just one other piece of business that we got to talk about uh, this episode. Um, anything that might have stood out to our American listeners uh, that, that um, they may not understand the episode? Not that I wrote down, no. Right. The only one that I have is just when uh, Dave Boy is really annoyed at what's happened uh, to his coat, uh, to his very expensive jacket. Um, he <laughs> he says, um, I have a Ken to chin that man for destroying my jacket. <laughs> uh, so Ken to chin is uh, to punch someone yeah. in the chin, effectively. Uh, I, to I have chin a, him. To chin him. So uh, that's that's the only one I picked out this episode. Either I'm getting more used to um, to the team uh, on, uh, on the show uh, this episode, or maybe because of more international connections this episode, there was less uh, things to pick out. But uh, if we have missed any, please make sure you email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustry.com, anything that we may have missed in this episode, because um, there's always some, uh, some good phrases uh, yeah, in there. Definitely. 
Overall, John, how would you rate this episode of Pennyworth, Season 3, Episode 5, Rhyme and Reason? Um, I would give this three soft scoop 99s out of five. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the stuff around Miss Kin. Mm-hmm. I really liked how that became quite tense with, uh, with Alfie having been involved with her father's kidnapping. Um, I really enjoyed Bet Sykes in this. So pleased to see her again yeah. um, in the show and her finally catching up with John Salt through uh, going and having the cuppa with Francis Gaunt. Uh, there was also just, um, I thought Patricia Wayne was great. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And Dave Boy again, really good. So I, I kind of really enjoy this, but it, this felt to me like just sort of the next stage. So it was like starting off and I, I just maybe didn't kind of, it, it doesn't feel like it's flowing yeah, in I that gotcha. way. Um, yeah. so it feels like each, each new week's episode, um, it doesn't feel like they're building to a bigger story. It feels like there's brand new things being introduced. I, I, I'd say for, for this episode, I think you're, you're probably right. It's, it's just, having some of the guest stars they have in this episode even these are their own guest stars people like patricia wayne returning or francis gaunt returning it feels like they don't really know what to do with them but they want them back yeah uh, and i love seeing them it's great like it's there's some really funny moments with patricia but is there really a necessity to have her back for that scene um other than having some funny moments with her and you're kind of going maybe use her a bit more when you've got her back with francis gaunt a massive character from the first two seasons really important yeah, character yeah. And it's just a conversation with Bed over a cup of tea. It's a nice conversation. It's nice to see her back as a as a guest star. But it feels like they're not using them um, in a in a big way when Absolutely. you're like, like you would, or even you know, rather than having Patricia Wayne there, as as you say, really a bit underutilized. Mm-hmm. Like have the increasing tension of Thomas Wayne and Martha, you yeah. know, another argument or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that really then you feel propels Thomas Wayne to Gotham and yeah. getting on that plane. Cause at the moment it just feels like he's running away Yeah, yeah. in in a sense, because you've not had, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel as though you've seen enough of him and Thomas having those ups and downs, that stress, that tension yeah. happening. Um, and it boiling up to the point where Thomas has to go back to Gotham to see his father. Yeah. And I think you could have had that in the episode by ultimately not having Patricia Wayne arrive yeah. to the exhibition again might be bigger for the next episode and that's Mm -hmm. why it's there but it felt kind of disjointed because it became then the comedic side of patricia wayne which i loved and it just kind of frustration of martha and thomas having to sort of deal with patricia you know rather than them having almost like a blazing row in front of patricia Mm. some comedy awkwardness from patricia but something that ends off with the feeling of why Thomas is about to get on a plane to go and see his father. Well, exactly, exactly. More than what has happened to him. I mean, it's justified enough, given his handler, you know, plied him with a lethal drug that almost killed his wife. But it feels like with that opening, Mm -hmm. that's the reason for it. And... With the month's gap, it's like 
you're just seeing one argument immediately. Yeah. No, it's tense. No, there's issues. But you really want to see that sort of build in the episode yeah. to the point where it breaks him. Like, I've had enough of this. We've been at this for a month. Something like that, yeah. You know, yeah. I need to go and confront my father. Yeah. Whereas the actual conversation with Patricia was like, eh, sure, it's grand. Your wife's not dead. Exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's fine. He seems to like you more than he likes me. Um, interesting. Yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll get more uh, in the next episode, particularly in Patricia Wayne, because she does feel underutilized uh, in here. But uh, great to see her back again. And again, great to see Francis Galt back that's it for our thoughts about this episode. Will we go on to our Royal Mail feedback section, John? Yes. Mm-hmm. First up, we have some interesting facts from Jamie Lawton. After last week's episode where we saw the mask from V for Vendetta, Jamie Lawton says, Did you know that James Purefoy, who played uh, Captain Blighty, was originally cast as V in the movie V for Vendetta? He did about four weeks of filming before being replaced by Hugo Weaving, and some of his scenes are still in it, with his lines being overdubbed by Hugo Weaving. Wow, interesting. Isn't that really interesting? Yeah, that- that is interesting. Yeah, so there is a, a V for Vendetta connection. So you never know. Maybe uh, Captain Blighty will be V for Vendetta in this show and he'll yeah. get his, uh, his dream job. Uh, could. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> uh, Jamie also says, I looked into the V for Vendetta and Pennyworth connection and got the following from Wikipedia. On October 4, 2017, it was announced that Channel 4 in the UK was developing a television series based on the V for Vendetta comic book, which ultimately entered development hell. On July 29, 2019, the day following the series premiere of Pennyworth, previously presented ostensibly as solely a direct prequel to Fox series Gotham, series co-showrunner Danny Cannon confirmed that Pennyworth would also serve as a loose prequel to V for Vendetta, with the British Civil War depicted in the series' first season eventually leading to the formation of the Norse Fire Government of V for Vendetta, a sentiment echoed by co-showrunner Bruno Heller on December 11, 2020, on the day of the second season premiere, and again on February 5, 2021, in the lead-up to the mid-season premiere. Characters wearing V's Guy Fox masks were later introduced in the series' 2022 third season, set five years after the first two seasons, as we saw last episode. Wow. Yeah. How interesting is that? So there was a potential, at some point at least, that there would be a spin-off from this show, or at least a backdoor pilot, as they call them, for V for Vendetta TV series, which would be uh, set in DC's England as as being created by the show Pennyworth. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That is really interesting. Yeah, like FIFA Vendetta uh, takes place, uh, well, at least it was written in the 80s and took place in uh, a, a changed 80s Britain. Uh, only slightly changed. Well, actually, that was quite significantly changed from 80s Britain, but a very well, depressing... Well, I mean, yeah, it was uh, a, a scathing kind of take on Margaret Thatcher's government mm-hmm. and the Conservatives and where it could lead to with what they were looking to do. And, of yeah. course... What We've seen the some UK of that. Yeah. finds itself sort of in at the moment right. about banning protest mm-hmm. and cutting down on rights, not allowing rights, and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, the expansion of the police uh, surveillance and, and so on. Yeah. Um, Viva Vendetta takes that to an authoritarian state level. Yeah. Um, and no. We certainly saw the beginnings of that in Pennyworth season one and two, so I can I can kind of see how you would extrapolate that out a couple yeah. of, a couple of decades, and then you have something like V for Vendetta um, feeding into that world that's been created on the on the Heller versus, yeah. as you uh, aptly called it, John. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, interestingly as well, I just remember all the, suddenly all the CCTV cameras around, you know, shopping centres, mm-hmm. town centres, and so on coming in. 
to surveil everyone sort of walking around. Mm. And there being significant, you know, rights issues, uh, you know, really treading carefully. And to think now we carry a device that basically tells non-governmental organizations exactly what we're doing, we are, how we're doing it, where we're doing yeah. it, why we're doing it, and please send more marketing our way. So Absolutely. I guess ultimately it is the point once it gets mainstreamed, it feels comfortable mm-hmm. um, and the dangers don't seem real or close enough for it to be of concern. Exactly. I guess. Exactly. Yes, Alan Moore was right, as was uh, George Orwell in 1984. They've all predicted this, but uh, they probably didn't realize how quickly we all uh, get into the habit of just accepting and uh, and moving on with terms and conditions. Mm. Uh, well, there you go. That's a really interesting um, set of uh, of facts yeah, there, absolutely. Jamie. Uh, some great, great thoughts there. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, Jamie. Um, also, uh, Patrick Lemke asks... What are the chances that this lullaby state drug created by the CIA is a precursor to the Viper Venom uh, and Pinewood Farms experiments that Wayne Enterprises will inadvertently contribute to 15 or to 20 years from now in the events of Gotham? Is there a chance we could get a young Hugo Strange in a future season if this series gets renewed? Oh, yes. Really interesting stuff there, Patrick. It is, isn't it? It could well be, um, given we had Hugo Strange in Gotham. Yeah, and uh, we had the Viper drug going from the first season, eventually going into the Venom drug, the the experiments that were connected, as you mentioned, from uh, what Wayne Enterprises was doing in the background throughout those seasons. So, And that story of um, occasionally Wayne Enterprises uh, stepping into territory that uh, that Bruce wouldn't be very happy with, uh, definitely. So that's a really interesting idea. I love those kind of connections that um, could potentially be there. Uh, And you know that these scripts are all written. They have all those details behind it. So a showrunner like Bruno Heller and uh, John Stevens heavily involved in this show and um, Danny Cannon uh, involved in the first couple of seasons of this show. I think he's still involved in the the third season, but I haven't seen his credit uh, coming up yet other than the creator of the show. But all of those people being so centrally involved in Gotham, I love the idea that they could be just um, just setting the groundwork for where uh, Wayne Enterprises and characters like Hugo Strange do eventually go uh, in Gotham. I wonder will they? Maybe we may not see a young Hugo Strange in this show because it feels like they're not going to build that direct connection to Gotham, but at least setting the groundwork for where you want to go. Oh, what happens in ten years' time? Right, it's uh, tune into Gotham to see sure, the continuing yeah. story or something like that. So I wonder, I wonder, is that the way they do it? Yeah, good well, stuff, Patrick. It uh, would be fascinating if this show did end with the scream in the alleyway with uh, with Alfie Pennyworth and uh, it would, yeah, and young uh, young Bruce Wayne. If that's if that if it continued long enough to end the show that way, in the same way that Gotham went on long enough to finally see Bruce in the bat outfit. Yeah. Um, so uh, an interesting one. But thanks so much, Patrick, once again for your thoughts. We also got an email in from Victor Von Doom in episode four. He says, greetings, Batverse. Wow, Thomas's dad must really be in deep trouble to let himself get repeatedly pimp slapped again. <laughs> I guess anything to save his son. I find myself hoping Virginia winds up in the clutches of John Salt or Bet. The jailbreak was very entertaining. Lucius better perfect his inventions before Bruce comes of age. I think Dave Boy may have outkicked his coverage with Sally, but I hope it works out for him. 
that has to be John Salt and the guy Fox V Mask. Get a move on bet. Four pimp slaps out of five. Cheerio Bat versus Victor Von Doom. Oh, sorry to disappoint you in this episode that it's not John Salt and the guy Fox it's Mask. It's not Victor. Yeah. No. And I have to say, yes, wow indeed for the repeated pimp slapping mm-hmm. uh, of Patrick Wayne by Virginia. I have to say, it was slapstick, there is no pun intended, yes. comedy it genius. Was yeah, it, it was, was perfect. perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for joining us for the journey, Victor. Yeah, thanks so much, Victor. Really good to get your, your thoughts in um, on the Batverse. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it for our discussion about the fifth episode of Pennyworth Season 3. We'll be back next week with our chat about Season 3, Episode 6, Hedge Hunter. Interesting title. Yes, yes. Episode will be out on HBO Max uh, next Thursday. Like Ghost Hunter, but for hedges? Or for hedge funds, maybe? Maybe hedge funds. <laughs> yeah, hedge funder? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a typo. You never it know. <laughs> could well be. Yeah, thank you, fellow governors, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Remember, as always, uh, please share the podcast, because, of course, sharing the podcast is sharing the love absolutely we've just finished our coverage of two big shows of uh, of marvel's she-hulk attorney at law and of the rings of power so uh, all episodes of those podcasts available on tv podcast Industries. so if you haven't heard those pop on over subscribe to tv podcast industries on any groovy or straight-laced podcast catcher. yes you can also support us on patreon.com forward slash tv podcast industries or buy me a coffee dot com forward slash tvpi mm-hmm. as well as subscribing to the podcast and sending in your thoughts theories comments and feedback Absolutely. on each and every episode of this season of pennyworth absolutely thanks for joining us we'll talk to you again next time yes thanks so much fellow governors and gothamites for joining us remember in the meantime keep watching keep listening and Stay away from art exhibitions. (laughs) And designer drugs. And designer drugs. (laughs) Bye. Bye.